You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. It's been well over 24 hours since Tyrese Halliburton hurt his knee in the Dallas Mavericks game. He had an MRI yesterday morning. We still haven't gotten the results of that. On today's Locked on Kings podcast, we're going to talk about Tyrese, De'Aaron Fox, and Harrison Barnes. Should the Kings just shut those three guys down for the final eight games of this regular season? My argument for that actually has nothing to do with tanking. Plus, we've seen some criticisms about the play-in tournament from LeBron James and the LA Lakers, also from the Dallas Mavericks. Those teams have something in common. Weird. Not to mention, J.A. Adonde had a terrible take on Twitter about how the play-in tournament negatively affects the NBA if big market teams like the LA Lakers and Boston Celtics somehow miss out on the playoffs because of it. I think it's ridiculous. I'll touch on that and more on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage already regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know I do not like tanking. So I need you to trust me when I say that this argument for shutting down De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, first and foremost, does not have anything to do with tanking. Although I do admit those three guys not playing increases the Kings' likelihood of losing. At least it would make sense that they would, but based off how this team is playing and winning as of late, who knows if that's really the case. Of course, if the Kings lose, they potentially put themselves in a better position for draft lottery odds. But looking at these final eight games for the Sacramento Kings, three against the Oklahoma City Thunder, one against the Pacers, one against the Spurs, and a couple against the Memphis Grizzlies. What is the point of bringing these guys back? What is the point? Now, I know there is still a small mathematical chance that the Kings could make the play in tournament. A very small chance. But as I've said on past Locked on Kings podcasts, I'm taking Sacramento out of that running. To me, the Kings are out of it. Unless a miracle happens, they are not going to make this play in tournament. Let's just operate with that being the most likely scenario and go forward with that. There is no point if the Kings are out of the running for the play in tournament, there is no point of playing Fox, Halliburton, or Harrison Barnes for the remainder of this season. It's empty minutes, empty stats, just increasing their likelihood of unnecessary injury for literally no reason. Let's talk about De'Aaron Fox. We'll go through each one of these players, starting with De'Aaron Fox. Right now, we know that he is out for health and safety protocols. We don't know anything, and I usually hate to assume, but let's just make the assumption here that De'Aaron Fox either has contracted COVID or is around someone or very close to someone who does have COVID. Let's just assume it's it's on him. It's, it's the worst possible scenario there and De'Aaron Fox has contracted COVID even if he does clear protocol and he is able to come back why would he want to come back and look at the effects that COVID has had on players 
in the NBA currently. We can even talk about Buddy Heald, going back to him getting COVID before the Orlando bubble. Now, he didn't use this as an excuse, but he talked about the effects that COVID had on him, and we saw how unlike himself he was during the Orlando bubble. COVID had something to do with that. But let's not even use that in his example. How about we just talk about Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics? He contracted COVID almost a year ago. He's still dealing with the effects. He is currently using an inhaler and has to use an inhaler because of the effects of COVID-19. Go and Google Jason Tatum COVID and read all of his comments, all the articles, about the effect that COVID-19 has had on Tatum. But Tatum is playing for a team with playoff chances. De'Aaron is not. Not to mention, De'Aaron is constantly playing hurt and banged up because of his style of play, how many bumps and bruises he takes just attacking the basket. He is your franchise. And I'm sure as a competitor, he would want to get back out there and win as many games as he possibly can. But at this point... From an organizational standpoint, you have to protect your guy. Just like you have to protect Tyrese Halliburton. Young potential star has this scary knee injury, even if the MRI comes back negative and everything is good and he is capable of coming back at any point for the remainder of this season. You dodged a massive bullet there. Do you really want to risk it again? With how many expectations that you have for Tyrese Halliburton in your future? as important as he is supposed to be with De'Aaron Fox in your starting backcourt. Do you really want to roll the dice on that or flip a coin on that, potentially have him re-aggravate that knee injury for meaningless games at the end of the season? And I don't even care if it takes him out of the Rookie of the Year running. For one, I don't think he has much chance at that award at this point in time. That's just me. And two, as we all saw with Tyreek Evans, the Rookie of the Year award is meaningless. It's not worth risking your future over. Now, coming up with an argument for holding Harrison Barnes out for the remainder of the season, that's been the most difficult for me. HB is currently listed as doubtful for tonight's game, which is an improvement over out. So he's getting closer to being able to return. But should he return? The main argument that I have, other than, of course, the tanking perspective for Harrison Barnes not playing is if the Kings are potentially looking to cash in on his value and make a big move this offseason where Barnes could likely be a piece involved in that trade, if he hurts himself, his value plummets. And again, are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to risk losing Barnes's value? Or heck, even take that out of the conversation. What if Harrison Barnes hurts himself and is not available until sometime in the middle of next season or late next season. Of course, we're talking pretty significant or catastrophic injury at that point, and you can't play scared and just assume the worst is going to happen. But are you willing to risk that again so Harrison can play in eight, seven, six, five meaningless games at the end of a failed season? The risk-reward factor. It's all risk with little reward. You're not getting anything out of Harrison Barnes that you don't already know. Harrison is not going to show you something that is going to blow your mind or is not going to play so well that other general managers are willing to trade you multiple first-round picks for him or give you significantly more than what you were potentially offered at this year's trade deadline. It's not going to happen. So why play the man? That's where I'm at currently. I would not play Fox, Halliburton, or Barnes a single second more during this regular season. I would shut all three of them down. And I could even make an argument for shutting Chemezi Metu down now that he's under contract for next season. But if Metu is available to play and wants to play, I'd play him. I also could have made an argument for shutting Rashawn Holmes down, but he's already playing. 
Where are you at? Would you shut Fox, Halliburton, and Barnes down? If you disagree with my argument, tell me why. Present a counter-argument of your own at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. This episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and there is a beta version for my Android users. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA groups for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked on Kings room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Isn't it funny now how all of a sudden the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James are paying attention to the play-in tournament and they don't like it anymore now that it applies to them? LeBron James said recently that whoever came up with the play-in idea should be fired. Yet, not too long ago, I think it was a year or two ago, LeBron was endorsing the play-in tournament. But of course, at that time, the Lakers were so high up in the standings that the play-in tournament didn't involve them. It had nothing to do with them. There's no way they were going to be involved in it. And even if one of the teams that finished outside the top eight somehow snuck their way into the playoffs, the Lakers would have smacked them around in the opening round without any problem. Now that the Lakers are in fifth, they've had a tough season with injuries, but they're not winning as many games as they should. Suddenly it's a bad idea. And the Dallas Mavericks, who are in sixth place, Luka Doncic, Mark Cuban, they don't like the play-in idea either. It's stupid because it presents a chance that they could be kicked out of playoff contention. The hypocrisy and favoritism being shown in conversations, negative conversations about the play-in over the last couple of weeks has been jarring because the play-in games bring a lot of positives for the NBA season. You can't deny that because of this play-in tournament, more teams have been involved. More teams have an opportunity to make the postseason, so they have a reason to be engaged until the end of the season, and that includes fan bases. Now, in the case of the Sacramento Kings, that might have worked against them, but overall, we were more engaged because there was more opportunity for Sacramento late in the year to actually make a playoff push. There's still technically a mathematical chance right now versus in a normal season. At this point in time, the Kings would be very much out of it. That also reduces tanking and it reduces the amount of sellers at the deadline. More teams stay intact. Overall, I think the play-in tournament or play-in games are a great addition to the season. I hope it is a staple to stay going forward. And no, that's not just because it's the best chance for the Kings to actually get into the postseason. I'm sure there is going to be a time, depending upon how long the play-in games are around, that the Kings might be on the wrong side of things. Maybe they're a 7th or an 8th seed, and they're not happy that they have to win a game or two in order to actually reach the postseason. I get the frustrations of being on that side, but the point is everybody is on a level playing field. Everybody knows that this is the case going in, and it's simple. You want to avoid the play-in tournament? It makes seeds 6 
through one a lot more important than they already are. J.A. Adonde, who I have a lot of respect for as a national NBA writer and journalist and personality, had a ridiculous take that he put on Twitter the day after LeBron James's comments about whoever came up with the play-in tournament needs to be fired. And this take from Adonde just blows my mind because it is a blatant cry for more favoritism that should be showed to major markets over small markets. This was Adonde's series of tweets. He said, If the play-in ends up costing the NBA, the Lakers, and Celtics for the playoffs, you gotta figure there will be consequences. Maybe not lost jobs, but that format would change. Imagine the phone calls Adam Silver would get from the 860 and the 404 area codes in that scenario. The play-in is making the regular season more interesting, but if it ends up doing so at the expense of the playoffs, it's a net loss. Expense to the playoffs in whose mind? Expense to the playoffs in terms of television ratings and major major markets? Okay, I'll listen a little bit there. But why does it matter so much that the NBA should change their format if one of their two or both of their major market teams in Boston and Los Angeles miss the playoffs because they failed? The NBA didn't fail there. Why should the format be changed if other smaller market teams or different market teams beat the Celtics or the Lakers fair and square in the play-in tournament and get into the playoffs that way? Why do major markets deserve more of a handout than they already get? This is what frustrates me so much from a small market standpoint because the cars are already stacked against teams like Sacramento. It's already hard enough that they have to compete against the free agency destinations that are these major markets, the endorsement deals that come with these major markets, the spotlight, the opportunity. It's not a level playing field. And J.A. Adonde is saying right here that he doesn't care that that playing field isn't level because in this NBA attempt to level the playing field just a little bit, or if nothing else, just give a little more opportunity for some of the bottom feeder teams in each conference to make it into the playoffs by earning it through wins. If that results in one of the major markets losing and getting knocked out, then it's a bad system and it needs to be redone. Because heaven forbid we have a playoffs without the Lakers or the Boston Celtics. Heaven forbid, right? Those teams have to be in in order for the NBA playoffs to be interesting and good for the NBA. Because if those markets aren't in, then damn it, nobody cares, right? Because I guess only people in Boston or LA watch the NBA. It's a ridiculous take. How about this, J.A.? How about the Lakers and Celtics win games they should be winning? How about they defeat opponents with worse rosters than them? And how about they earn their playoff spot like everybody else has to? And if they do find themselves in the play-in games, then damn it, the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis should be able to find a way to win one. Because if you're one of the seventh or eighth seed, you only have to win one game to make it in. You don't have to win two. If you're the Boston Celtics, find a way to win one game and you're in. What the hell's the problem? If you lose two in a row, I'd argue you don't deserve to be in in the first place. What a ridiculous take. I hate the blatant favoritism shown towards major markets just because of their television deals or who's on their roster or where they play. It's ridiculous. But I hope Commissioner Adam Silver doesn't take an opinion like this seriously. If a small market team or even a medium market team were to make the playoffs, 
by defeating either the Boston Celtics or LA Lakers, knocking them out, and then the play-in tournament get taken away or revoked the following season, that team and really every other medium to small market team should rally behind that and say that that's not okay. It's not okay that things are changed only when it negatively affects massive markets. It's blatant, stupid favoritism, and it pisses me off. All right, now that I got that off my chest, the Sacramento Kings play again tonight, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of three matchups before this season comes to a close. And if you're not aware of what the Thunder are doing, they are outright tanking to try and end up with as good of a draft pick as they possibly can get. But I always have more confidence in games where the Kings are playing teams like the Mavericks or the LA Lakers or playoff teams than I do against tanking teams like this. I have so much more confidence in their ability because of how they play up or down to the level of their competition. That being said, I expect the Kings to win tonight. I expect them to defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder simply because I think the Thunder will know how to out-tank Sacramento. But it won't shock me in the slightest if tonight's game, the Kings look a whole hell of a lot worse than they looked at any point over the weekend. Wouldn't shock me at all. It also really wouldn't shock me if the Oklahoma City Thunder cover the spread. They are five-point underdogs tonight against the Sacramento Kings. The Kings are minus five in this game. I could easily see the Kings winning, but just barely squeaking out a win in a way only they can. If you're going to bet on tonight's game, make sure you do it on betonline.ag, not just for your Kings bets, but for all of your sports betting. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, the odds, and info for all your sports needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button. 
They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I know I didn't do an off-topic segment on yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast. I'm making up for it today. For those of you who aren't familiar, I said that I am now going to be doing frequently a off-topic segment to end every podcast where I talk about something not Sacramento Kings related. Quite frankly, at this point in time, I'm tired of spending a full 30 minutes a day talking about this Kings team. Now, once we get back to the off-season, we will for sure get back into 30 minutes a day of Kings talk. But as of right now, what more can I tell you about this Kings game. Do you want me to spend five to ten minutes going in detail about a preview of Kings and Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, or would you rather have me talk about May the 4th. It is May the 4th today, so it is a Star Wars day. May the 4th be with you all, all my Star Wars nerds out there. I'm curious, if you're a Star Wars nerd, even if you're not, in your mind, out of all the Star Wars movies that are out there right now, which is the best one? What is the best Star Wars movie in your mind? Now, I am more of a fan of the prequels than I probably should be, uh, mostly because they came out in theaters really when I was a kid. And I remember watching Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith in theaters with my mom. So that movie will always have a, a special place in my heart, but it's definitely not my favorite. I don't know why. But Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It might actually be my overall favorite. Now, I appreciated the new series, too, or the new trilogy. Uh, they weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. I also enjoy, like, the Mandalorian TV show, but that doesn't really count. I'm looking forward to the new Obi-Wan show or movie or whatever the heck it's going to be. Uh, but I think Rogue One overall is just my favorite Star Wars movie. What is yours? Let me know. And on top of that, I'm a huge movie franchise guy. Anyone who follows me or uh, interacts with me when it comes to movies knows that my all-time, by far, favorite movie franchise and really favorite book franchise, fantasy franchise, just franchise, period, is the Lord of the Rings franchise. I am absolutely in love with Tolkien. I'm in love with the Lord of the Rings. I'm obsessed with the books, obsessed with those movies, uh, and I will always put them number one. But there are a, a ton of really good franchises out there that we get to enjoy. The Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, Marvel, and Harry Potter are the five that I picked. I want you to rank those five franchises for me, and I'll tell you what my five are. Lord of the Rings is the obvious number one. I put Star Wars at number two, although I struggle with that a little bit. Harry Potter at number three. Pirates of the Caribbean at number four, because I I just... I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I kind of wanted to put it higher, uh, but it's not as rewatchable as maybe others uh, that are higher in my list. And then Marvel is number five. And I know that's going to blow some minds out there. I appreciate the Marvel movies. There are just so many of them that there are a ton that I haven't seen yet. And I have a hard time rewatching Marvel movies more than a handful that I know I really, really like. That's just where I'm at. So that's my list. Again, rank the five, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Marvel. And if Lord of the Rings is not in your top three, I'm disowning you, just period. And if you do not like Lord of the Rings, I'm disowning you, period. Okay? I'm glad I could put those ground rules down. Tons from this podcast to respond to. I would love to hear 
your rankings of those franchises, your thoughts on the best Star Wars movie. I want to hear your thoughts on the King shutting down De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and Harrison Barnes. Plus, if you have any comments on the criticisms of the playing games, maybe you don't like the playing games. Do you agree with LeBron James or the Dallas Mavericks? Do you agree with J.A. Adonde's tweet? Let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter. Email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully we are talking about a Kings win tomorrow. You can follow along with me on Twitter at Matt George Radio. Be sure to check out the Locked On Now that I will post as well as all the great Locked On Nows that our local hosts post after games, MLB games, NBA games, NHL games right now. So much Locked On Now content out there available for you. Uh, check out the Locked On Today podcast, basically our version of Sports Center. Just keep exploring the Locked On Podcast Network because there's so much out there for you, including Locked On Bets that'll help you make money on Bet Online. Line.ag. Check that out. Experience those other podcasts, but make sure Locked On Kings is always your home and your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all year long. I appreciate you. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. For those of you who are wondering why we've had issues with the Locked On Kings podcast showing up on Apple Podcasts, it's a technical glitch right now with Apple that we're trying to work through. It's had, unfortunately, a pretty significant negative impact on the Locked On Podcast Network's numbers, but it's not an issue specific to our podcast alone. A lot of podcasts on Apple Podcasts are dealing with this issue right now. So if that's you, please look to find our podcast, at least in the near future, on Spotify or Odyssey or the other podcast platforms out there, you will find it easier. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.